Welcome to the Boss in Heels podcast with your host, Lara Nassessian, the podcast that shares the mindset, habits, tools, and tactics of inspiring women. Hello, everyone. This is Lara Nassessian, and welcome to another episode of the Boss in Heels podcast. Whilst it is usually my job to speak with inspirational founders and CEOs and other world-class performers, I do get a lot of requests for solo episodes because this is really an opportunity to do a little bit of a deep dive, to share some wisdom, to share some insights, and hopefully leave you walking away with some tactical strategies that you can apply to your career and your life. And today is no exception because I have been hearing from you. I've been hearing from my community and this has been requested. This episode and this topic has been requested numerous times and I hear you and I am here to help as much as I possibly can. And the basis for today's episode was hearing from a number of people in my community about the fact that people are feeling very burnt out. People feel like they have been working really hard. They have been striving towards their goals. They've been trying to work on their fitness, work on their career, work on propelling their lives forward. But in the past, between I've received sort of messages from six months to two years. So really throughout this COVID period and beyond, whereby people are feeling like they're really struggling. People are feeling like they have lost their momentum, that they have fallen apart from their alignment, their calling. They feel like they've been neglecting themselves. They haven't been looking after themselves in the way that they feel like they deserve. And they're really struggling with piecing their lives back together and feeling energized again and feeling like they are on purpose and feeling like they're building this forward momentum. And I really hear you all. And even if you haven't thought that this is a particular topic that was something that you're struggling with, there's a lot of good tactical tips, which I'm going to share. I am going to do a little bit of a deep dive and share seven strategies to really help you get out of a, I'm calling it a media slump, a media funk, a, a post-COVID funk, you know, whatever it means to you, however it relates to you, and really work on some tangible steps that will help propel your life forward. Because I actually really care about all of you, okay? I, I really care. I am really passionate about helping people break out of these molds and break out of these funks and giving them tactical tools and strategies to help them get the kind of success that they deserve, to help them build up the kind of momentum that they deserve to have in their lives and build up happiness and build up self-care and feelings of worth and confidence and security and all of those things because life is just so much better when we are good to ourselves when we feel good about ourselves, it allows us to be good to the people around us. It allows us to show up and do the important 
life-changing work that every single one of us on this earth is destined to do. So I'm really going to do a bit of a deep dive in this episode and I hope that you really do learn a thing or two along the way so that it can help you. And before we get stuck in, you guys know the drill. If you are enjoying this show, then the best way to show your support is to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. I cannot even begin to tell you how much your reviews mean to me. Now, I see these reviews come through and some of them genuinely bring tears to my eyes. Like even if I just pick a couple now, one that just came through was from Desiree. Um, she called it Meaningful Life Tools. And she said, I thoroughly enjoy the Boston Hills podcast, especially the solo episodes, as I find I can take away very tangible tools to easily implement into my day today life to create better outcomes in both work and in my personal life. Lara breaks down deep philosophical mindset shifts into easily digestible ideas, which leave you at the end of the podcast thinking, I could totally do that too. I love that. Her tone is of delivery is also calm and therapeutic. I've heard that a lot. So thank you. Easy listening, which leads you to challenge yourself 10 out of 10. Oh my goodness. Thank you so, so much, Desiree. Another uh, review which came through, and I'm not sure what this person's full name is, but the first initials are NF. It's called Highly Recommend. And the review says, this is one of my favorite podcasts. Lara is a great host and always provides episodes with such valuable wisdom and insight. If you're looking for motivation to achieve your business goals, this is the podcast for you. Thank you so much. I got another one. Um, it's from Miss Mia and it's entitled Beyond Inspirational. Lara delivers a podcast that is jam-packed with nuggets of advice and takeaways for all things relating to professional and personal development. Whether it's a solo episode or interviewing a guest speaker, she does this in style with her clear speaking, well-modulated and well-paced voice. Thank you, Lara, for sharing your brilliant work. I'm addicted. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Mia. That is so lovely. There's so many more and I could just keep reading and reading and reading these over and over and over again because it just, it keeps me going. Like honestly, when I'm feeling like I'm in a little bit of a slump, like one of the things that really helps me is to pull out reviews and pull out recommendations and read about some of the things that people have said about me, which really uplifts me and helps remind me of what my greatest purpose is in this life is to help other people realize their full potential, step into their magnificence. And I really sometimes have to remind myself too. So, if you've left one of those reviews or those many reviews that I've seen come through, thank you so much. And if you haven't yet, then please jump on to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave me a rating and review. It truly goes such a long way. So thank you so, so much. Now let's get stuck into today's episode. Like I said, seven strategies to get out of a media slump and to propel yourself forward. Now, I want to start this episode off 
with this quote by Aristotle, which I think is very encompassing of the theme of today's episode. And it basically says, you know, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Now, the reason why I feel like this particular quote is so fitting for this episode is because sometimes I feel like there's almost a little bit of a misconception. Like when we're in a little bit of a slump, when we're not feeling ourselves, when we're a little bit sluggish, feeling a little bit off our game, I think sometimes we feel like we have to have this big monumental change and some kind of breakthrough moment and someone to come and save the day and all of these things to happen. And that is simply not true. I believe that excellence truly is found in our daily decisions and our daily habits. Now, if you have been listening to my podcast for a while, if you've been following me on Instagram for a while, you would know that habits is something which I live and breathe. You know, this is really the foundation of everything that I teach is centered around having good habits and good practices in our lives because there's so many tangible tips and tricks that you can take and apply in your life. And you'd be astounded as to the impact that that can have if you can repeat that habit day after day after day after day. And I think that where a lot of people get lost is they think that they have to take this huge life-changing action or they can't move forward. And the result of that is that we end up seeing so many people stuck and so many people just say stagnant and not be able to propel themselves forward. And look, it's no doubt that the last couple of years have been challenging for everyone. You know, everyone has had some kind of challenge, some kind of difficulty that has been presented to them through COVID and beyond, right? Like none of us have escaped that. And we've all been affected in different ways. And sure, some of us have been more badly affected than others. But, you know, the point is that I'm yet to come across a single person whose life or career or business has not been impacted in some sort of way. You know, our plans, our commitments, our routines have been completely derailed in some instances. And it really has resulted in many of us feeling overwhelmed, anxious, unmotivated, or just simply burnt out. So I really like to take some time out media to really reassess and reevaluate what's going well, what's working well, what's not going well, What do I need to do more of? What do I need to do less of? You know, how can I reach my goals that I've set for myself in these next six months? So these are really important questions to ask ourselves, but there's only a few practices which I've put in place to review, to reset and reprioritize and help get out of any kind of feeling of being stuck or being in some sort of a mid-year slump or however it relates to you. So the first strategy, which I think is really important to call out, is to actually just sometimes stop, sit with yourself and identify how you're feeling. 
because whenever I'm feeling really off, I think it's easy to sort of ignore how I'm actually feeling. And there's several studies which have demonstrated that denying our emotions or how we feel is not healthy nor productive in the long term. So whilst it's very easy to fill our day up with busy work, and by busy work, I mean just, look, you could be shuffling around papers all day and that could be busy work. You could just be sitting on your emails and and just like, you know, uh, responding to people all day. And unless that is your job to do that, then you're probably not doing the thing that's actually going to help drive you or your business forward. So I think it's really important to actually let ourselves feel how we need to feel. It's really important to actually admit that to ourselves and to sit with it and to actually feel our emotions because we are not robots. We are human beings. We are emotive creatures and emotions is what sets us apart from all other kinds of (laughs) living species and organisms. And it's what makes us so amazing and so unique is our ability to really feel things. So why deprive yourself of that? Because if you don't feel things like sadness, things like, you know, being let down, things like apprehension, things like worry, things like stress, then you're not fully going to be able to appreciate the positive moment positive emotions when they hit you either. You're not going to be able to feel as much joy or love or laughter or happiness. So I think this is just a dance in our lives between all kinds of emotions, whether they are perceived as being positive or negative emotions. They're all emotions and they're all designed to make us feel something. And I think it's really important to honor that and to actually sit with how you feel and let yourself feel that. So I like to ask myself a few questions when I do this. And one of them is, how do I feel? You know, am I genuinely burnt out and do I need to rest? Or am I feeling like I'm uninspired, unmotivated? Am I making excuses? What is it? You know, how does this feel within my body? And I do do meditation once a day. And I feel like that really does help me get in tune with myself and with my body. And it's helped me to really pay more attention to the signs that my body gives to me and be less cognitive and in my head and more subjective in terms of how I'm actually feeling and and really leaning into that. You know, I also, if I ever feel really overwhelmed and I'm like, why am I even bothering doing this? You know, why even, what am I even doing? You know, I, I remind myself of why I started and I remind myself of my highest, truest calling in life. And we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I ask myself, you know, what is my greater, greater purpose? You know, why did I even start this? What am I trying to achieve? And then I ask myself some questions like, you know, what would my 
mentor? What would someone who I aspire to be like do in this situation? How would they handle it? And then another really good question that I like to ask myself, and this was inspired by Tim Ferriss, is what would this look like if it were easy? You know, like what would this look like if it was actually simplified and not complicated? How would I approach it then? So the first step is really to sit with my feelings, understand why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling, honor myself, give myself that space, give myself that time to do that. And then start asking myself some questions and you can journal on some of these questions, which I just shared because it's quite cathartic and you don't know what could really come out until the words come out on a page and you're looking at these words on the page. And I find that that really does help me to sort of bring up whatever is going on inside and really honor why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling and why I might have fallen into some kind of feeling of being in a, in a funk or something of that nature. The second thing that I would like to share in terms of how to sort of get out of this funk is actually self-care. And Again, if you've been listening to this show for a while, this it wouldn't be the first time you've heard me talk about self-care because it's so important and it's so foundational to looking after ourselves and making sure that we're filling up our own cup and that we're doing things that fulfill us and things that are going to be good for us and really nourish ourselves and our souls and our bodies and our minds and all of those kinds of things. So I really think that it's important to take some time out to de-stress and decompress. And there's so many different ways this can look like depending on what your individual preferences are. So for me, depending on what it is. There's so many things I like to do. Probably the biggest one for me is walking. Like for me, walking outside in nature, doing a coastal walk in the sunshine fills my soul. Very little things can actually compare to the impact that a long walk, the ocean breeze and sunshine on my face can do for me. Those things give them to me and I'm in heaven. (laughs) I love, you know, treating myself. And even if that's going and getting a coffee and a croissant and going for a long walk by the harbor and sitting down in the sunshine and just having some alone time and some introverted time. Oh my gosh, that does so much for me. And it costs like $10 to do that. You know, like some of the biggest things that I find really help me are completely free. It could be, you know, indulging in a little bit of pampering, whether it's going to get a massage, going to the infrared sauna. I find that that has a lot of healing properties and effects to it. Maybe it's getting a blowout, which just gives me an instant pick me up or getting my nails done or a facial or something along those lines really does do wonders for me. You know, at other times it could just be playing music that kind of like reflects my mood or is a little bit more uplifting or that creates some kind of vibe. 
And it could just be as simple as sitting at home, curled up on the lounge with a good book, listening to some music, reading, slowly sipping on a coffee or tea, like really so many simple things that, you know, could be eating my favorite food, treating myself to my favorite food, treating myself to chocolate and (laughs) indulging in a piece of cake or, you know, like I'm not saying eat your feelings away. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. But I am saying sometimes you just need to do a little pick me up. You just need to invest in a little bit of self-care. Do something that's instantly going to be a little bit of a mood booster for you and just make you feel better. Um, another thing that I do that really helps me with this is going to the gym. And it's ironic because sometimes when we're in a funk, we're out of our routine, we're out of our flow. And the last thing we want to do is go to the gym or work out. But ironically, it's sometimes the thing that helps the most because you are taking one positive action, which helps you physically and mentally, and it releases endorphins and it releases chemicals in our brains that help us to instantly feel uplifted and elevated. And when you do that, then you generally feel better about yourself. And that can often help spark forward momentum. So sometimes it could just be the slower paced, easy, breezy self-care. And other times you need a little bit of a kick up the butt, okay? And going to the gym and doing a really hard workout or my God, my boxing PT sessions are so good for just releasing any kind of tension or frustration that I might be feeling in my body. It is just such a good release. So don't underestimate the power of a really good workout, of a really nice long walk outside, some fresh air, sunshine, running a bubble bath, you know, whatever it is that does it for you. Do something for yourself. Do something that is going to instantly make you feel better, increase your mood, improve how you're feeling about yourself in that moment and help you feel more calm, more confident, more in control. Like it really is those little things that can help spark that forward momentum. Now, the third strategy, once you've let yourself feel how you want to feel, once you have invested in a little bit of self-care, it's time to either remind yourself of your why. So going back to that earlier question that I asked myself, like, Why am I doing this? What purpose am I serving in doing this? And if you don't know what your why is, if you don't know what your purpose is, it's time to figure that out. And it doesn't mean that you're going to figure it out overnight, but there's little things you can do that can really help you to get on the journey and get in the right momentum to find out what that is. And it could be as simple as just doing more of the things that energize you. When do you feel most energized? When do you feel like you're doing something that you enjoy so much that it doesn't feel like work? What are you doing when time just goes by so quickly because you are so engrossed in what you're doing? So, Whether it is 
you know, you might be reading, whether it is looking up something online, you know, whether it is looking up properties, looking at homes, looking at fashion, what is it that really sparks that for you? It could be cars, it could be anything, okay? What are you drawn to in your spare time? What are the things you're naturally gravitating towards when you are just enjoying yourself and feeling fulfilled? It could be home organization. Like there's so many different things that it could be for you. And there's a few things for me. So the first one for me is by far the podcast. Okay. I'll tell you that the podcast for me is when I'm in absolute flow because it is effortless and it brings me so much joy and it's so fulfilling and time just goes by so quickly and even though it is work, because it is hard work, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, there's a lot of preparation, there's a lot of research, there's a lot of pre-production, there's a lot of post-production. It's not just the, you know, 45-minute episode or, you know, whatever time it is that you guys get. There's a lot, a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes, but the actual podcast itself is total fulfillment for me. And I know in my bones that this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing because nothing else quite gives me that feeling. There's other things that I love that also bring me some kind of feeling of joy or energy or fulfillment. And for me, they are things like anything to do with home, home design, interior design, interior styling. It's anything to do with home organization. I love that. That just like fuels my soul. It's also things like fashion. I actually love beautiful gardens. Um, It's things to do with working out and exercise. So there's other things that really I enjoy doing and time goes by really quickly when I do those things, because I can just get into a flow state. So if you don't know what your purpose is yet, don't be alarmed. Don't freak out. It's not something that you have to go and find like your passion, but it's just starting by asking yourself, okay, what are your unique talents that you bring into the world? What do your friends typically come and see you for, for advice. What are you spending your time looking at online? You know, what are your interests? What are the things that you're good at? And where do your skills and your interests, where do they cross over? Because that is really the sweet spot. So I just want you to start, if you don't know what your purpose is, I just want you to start getting really curious about that. And I want you to start exploring a little bit. And I want you to start doing more of what energizes you because what energizes you is usually a sign that you are pretty close or on track to finding your true calling in life and and your purpose. So for me, I know what my purpose is. I worked this out a few years ago when I started Boston Heels. And it's something that I always think about every day. It's something that I always remind myself of. And to be honest, it evolves with time as well. 
And my purpose is really to help others focus their energy so that they can overcome fears and step into their magnificence. That's what my purpose is. That's what I believe I was put on this earth to do. And that's why I believe that I get such a positive response from this podcast because I believe that this is the meaningful work that I'm supposed to be doing. And my job is to do more and more and more and more of the life-changing on-purpose work. So point number three is to either remind yourself of your why or start doing something to get you closer to working out what your purpose is. Because we all have one. Even if you don't know what it is, it doesn't mean you don't have one. It just means that you may not have uncovered what that is just yet. Strategy number four is to make a commitment. It's sometimes as simple as just making a decision that you want something different for yourself, that you want something better for yourself, that you want to feel better about yourself. So you have to make that decision and only you can decide for yourself. Only you can take control and take responsibility of your life. Okay. If you are waiting for someone to come and save you, then I'm sorry to break it to you, but you're going to be waiting a really long time and you're going to find yourself very disappointed and you're going to find that you're very resentful because you cannot expect another human being to do this part for you. We all are responsible for our own lives. We are all responsible for our own happiness. Now, I'm not talking about young children here. I'm talking about us as grown adults, okay? We are responsible for our own lives. So when you wait or wish or hope or expect another human being to do the work for you, to come and save you, to even help you, then you are giving your power away to other people. And this is the point that you're actually losing control. Okay. In order to really change, in order to really get out of this funk that you're in, in order to propel your life forward, you need to start by taking full ownership and accountability for your problems, for your life, for your challenges, for your career, for the role that you play in your relationships, for your health, for your financial situation. Because until you take full accountability and full responsibility for your life, you're not going to be able to change anything. And if you do, it's going to be change at a very surface level rather than change at a deep-seated level, which is where you get the real results. So I know it's not always easy. I know that sometimes we wish things would be easier. I think sometimes we wish someone would come and save us, but 
in this particular situation, you really need to own it for yourself. Okay. And you cannot expect someone to do this part for you. You are the CEO for your own life and you have to sit in the CEO's chair when it comes to your own life. So what I'm asking you to do, if you are struggling with this, is to take full accountability, make a commitment today, make a commitment right now that you are going to take full accountability and responsibility for your life. Because when you do that, you are setting yourself free. You are not waiting or wishing or hoping or expecting someone else to do it. It's not their place to do that. Okay. So I cannot stress this point enough, but you really do need to own it. You really do need to make that commitment, make that promise to yourself and do it for your future you. Know that if you can do this as hard as it might be for some, that you are going to get a much better outcome. You are going to completely free yourself up. You are going to be able to start exploring uncharted waters. You are going to start opening yourself up to all kinds of magnificence to come into your world, all kinds of goodness, all kinds of wonderful experiences. You are going to attract so much more abundance into your life in every possible way. And it all starts from making this decision, making a decision that you're going to completely own it. And if you do that, then you are well on your way to getting out of your funk. So number four is to make a commitment and make a decision to yourself that you are going to take full ownership and that you want something better for yourself. Strategy number five is to take small daily action. Now, this goes back to my earlier point that sometimes we think we have to do this huge radical change or completely change our circumstances in order to get different outcomes. But when I'm in a funk, when I'm in a mid-year slump, (laughs) the last thing I want to think about is the mountain of tasks and issues and problems and challenges that I have to deal with. It's too overwhelming to think of the 500 different things which are not going well in your life and that you don't feel good about right now. So the best way to move forward and to propel yourself into action is just to take one really small, really minutiae daily action. And it could be as small and seemingly insignificant as making your bed every day. If you are someone who doesn't make your bed every day, I suggest you start with that. Because what making your bed does is it's the first task of the day. So even though it seems like it's not really that important, when you are not feeling good about yourself, if you don't make your bed, that is not going to help you make you feel better about yourself. If you're going to feel the same or worse, 
Whereas if you don't make your bed most days and you start making a commitment to yourself that you're going to make the bed every day and you actually commit to just doing that, even if you do nothing else, if you just make your bed every day, that creates momentum because that creates the completion of that task encourages us to do another task and another task and another task. So some days those really small, seemingly insignificant tasks like making my bed first thing in the morning or going for a walk, making a commitment to yourself that you're going to go for a walk every single morning, even if it just starts with 10 minutes, that truly can be the catalyst for so much positive change in your life. So again, sometimes we think we have to do all these big things and then we get overwhelmed and then we're spinning out of control. We don't know which way to look, which we don't know which way is what. But these small daily actions, just choosing one small daily action, which might take anywhere between two minutes and 10 minutes, you know, two minutes to five minutes to make your bed, 10 minutes to go for a walk. If you just start there and you build on from that, then you are absolutely in your, in your right path, in, in the right way to propelling yourself forward. So I also find for me, you know, spending some time at the beginning of each week, at the beginning of each day to set my intention and to get really clear on my priorities and putting everything down in my mind onto a page. You know, what do I want to accomplish today? What are the highest priority actions that I can do today that are going to get me one step closer to my vision? And again, by putting pen to paper, it really does spark something within us and it really does help us to get really clear on what actions we need to take or what action we need to take to move forward. And sometimes it could just be something as simple as making a phone call, sending one email, signing up to one course, signing up for a session with a professional or a coach, signing up for one gym class and actually following through on that. So it could just be one of those small tasks. It could just be as simple as sending one email and just making a commitment to do that every day. And that can really help propel you into the right direction. So number five is to take small daily action. Tip number six is to build forward momentum. So once you have committed on your one task and your one task only that you're going to do, whether that is making the bed or going for a walk or going to the gym or making a certain phone call that you need to once a day or sending a certain kind of email that you need to once a day, whatever it might be, once you've mastered that one thing, that's when you can start to add more things. So you can you know, add, you can build, you can make more commitments, but doing it in manageable steps again, sometimes less is more. What is just one more thing that you can add? So rather than just making the bed, now you're making the bed and going for a walk around the block, you know, and then it could be making the bed 
going for a walk around the block and, you know, sending a text message to someone you love to say that you appreciate them. You know, it could just be something as simple as that. So you gradually build momentum over over time progressively and you can also pick one area, you know, pick one thing that is your biggest pain point. So if your biggest pain point right now is the fact that you've put on all this weight during COVID and you're not feeling comfortable and you're not feeling good about yourself and you're not feeling as confident or as fit or as healthy as you would like to, then maybe you start with the physical and and pick one thing in the area of health, whether it's to do with diet or exercise that you can do and then start building more and more momentum. And then when you've got the momentum going with your health, then you can turn your mind to vocation. You can turn your mind to career. You can turn your mind to your finances, but looking at one area at a time and then building momentum in that one area will then set off a catalyst in all the other areas in your life. And when you are good physically, when you are good mentally, then you are in a much better position to then tackle the career challenges that you're having the living circumstances that you're in, the financial problems that you have. But if you're not even in a good headspace, if you're not in good shape physically, I do suggest starting from that because your body and your mind are your greatest gifts that you've got to work with. They're your tools that you've got to work with. So you've got to look after your body. You've got to fuel your body with the right nutrients, You've got to get your body moving. You've got to start respecting your body. You've got to start treating it like the well-oiled machine, like it is. And when you are good to your body, then you'll start to feel better in your mind. You can start to work on your mind. And then that then prompts you to think more clearly, to think more strategically, to be more calm, to be more in control, to just feel like you you can think clearly you know you can you can you can move your body in the way that you need to move your body and etc and etc and you just build that forward momentum from there so tip number 6 is to establish a routine and to really build momentum and to put these positive practices into your life and start, you know, really, um, you know, thinking about what you can do every day, you know, what can you do every day that's going to help you feel better, that's going to get your head into a better place, that's going to get your body more primed physically, you know, having those predictable steps even if it's just one step, having a predictable step to start the foundation for every day will help you to deal with any other challenges which may arise because you've got one thing for sure. And one thing for sure is that you're going to get up tomorrow morning, you're going to make your bed, and maybe you're going to go for a walk. And that's a really, really positive place to start. And the seventh and final strategy that I wanted to share with you 
is to practice positivity. Now, I'm not trying to say that you have to be happy and positive 24 hours of the day, seven days a week. That's just not possible. Okay. And I'm not pretending that we all don't have our ups and downs in life. It's part of the human experience and it's very, very normal. And going back to what I said earlier, we need to honor our feelings. But in saying that, I truly believe that one of the greatest gifts I've given myself is to live a very positive life. I'm such a half glass full kind of person. And I always see either the blessing or the lesson or the growth opportunity in any experience. And some of the things that I do when I'm feeling a little bit off is to really focus on my mindset. So practicing gratitude is something that I do every single day. I pull out my my diary and I write down you know, a few things which I feel grateful for in that moment. And it could be as simple as, you know, my health and my family and my friends and the people around me. And it could be, you know, the fact that I woke up and I saw a beautiful sunrise, you know, it could just be as simple as those things and really building from there, you know, working on my mindset. So, Whenever something happens to me and I'm like feeling frustrated or I'm asking myself like, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? Um, You know, I really flip that narrative and rather than asking myself, why is this happening to me, which is quite a victim mentality, I ask the question, why is this happening for me? And it's such a subtle difference but the meaning of it is completely different. And this simple shift in phrasing makes me look for the lesson or looks for the opportunity or looks for the growth in any given situation, no matter how negative or damaging that situation may be. I always look for the lesson or the learning or the blessing in it. And the other thing is sometimes just watching some uplifting content. You know, it could just be jumping onto YouTube or just watching something that puts me in a better mood or something that makes me like feel good. And I think especially people get really worn down and people are really burnt out and exhausted by listening to negative news and media. And we're so bombarded by this narrative and the news and the media have a really good way of drilling down certain stories into us. And you have to really stop and and be mindful of what content you're consuming. And if you're not feeling particularly good about yourself, really reassess what kind of content you're consuming. What kinds of accounts are you looking at? And do those accounts make you feel better about yourself or do they make you feel worse about yourself? Do they make you feel like you're less than? Do they make you feel like you're not good enough? Do they make you feel insecure about yourself, less confident? Because if it is, then I I would say that maybe you need to reevaluate what kind of content you're consuming because it can be so damaging and waking up. And like, if even if you just do this one thing, even if you make a commitment to, to yourself to not look at your phone for the first at least 30 minutes after you've woken up and just 
do something different, you know, make your bed, go for your walk and then come back <laughs> and, um, and then look at your phone. You know, I think that even just doing that can make an extraordinary difference because we are so consumed by the news and the media and content and you have to really be mindful of what kind of content you're consuming and how much content you are consuming and really turning to more positive content and focusing on creating more and consuming less or being mindful about the content that you are consuming, that it is something that's going to help you. You know, something like this episode, something that's actually going to be positive and something that's actually going to give you some tools that you can apply in your career, in your life, in your relationships, to your health, you know, whatever area in your life it is that you're really struggling with. So I think that that's quite a lot. And I think without knowing people's individual circumstances, I really feel like these are seven strategies which can genuinely help you get a completely different outcome. If you actually follow the seven steps which I've shared, you can really get yourself out of the funk that you're in and you can start taking that one positive action, that one small step which is going to help you build momentum in the right direction and help you to propel your life forward. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I really hope that you got a lot of practical tools and tips and strategies that you can apply. Remember that if you want to work one-on-one with me, if you want to take this work a step further, then you can by visiting my website. I will put the link in the show notes and you can access all of the ways that you can work with me and help apply these principles to your direct personal circumstances and work with me on taking that next step and taking that right forward momentum that is going to just help elevate your life in every possible regard. So get in touch with me. Don't be a stranger. I love hearing from you guys. And if you did enjoy this episode, please take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. And also share it with your friends, your family network, your social network and share the love. Because if you know that this is going to help someone else and don't keep it to yourself, the world is a better place when we share our stories, when we share our lessons, and when we invite other people to come along the journey with us. So I hope that you found this episode useful. I will be back next week with a brand new episode of the Boston Hills podcast. And until then, take care, everyone. And bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boston Hills podcast. Be sure to visit bossonheels.com for a ton of information, resources, and articles on all things career and personal development. And subscribe to this podcast for all future episodes. 